Hi, beautiful. Today I'm talking a little bit about our role that we play as practitioners. Um, one of the things to understand is that when we are um, working with other people, and this isn't actually just relevant for you if you're a practitioner, but it's relevant for you if you work with people, have people around you, um, interact and engage with people at any time, basically. Um, because people are this beautiful opportunity to become mirrors for things within us, right? For wounds, challenges, um, emotions, basically they're um, a beautiful gift for us. Other people are beautiful gifts for us to really um, take the opportunity to grow and to heal parts of ourselves, right? Now, as a practitioner or just anyone who is really committed to being on their journey of, of, of healing and to being the best version of themselves, we have to understand that um, you the, the best thing that you can do is have awareness for how you relate to someone, how your body relates to somebody when they are triggering you, basically. Now, what do I mean by trigger? Firstly, a trigger is essentially just a response. So someone has said something or done something and your body responds in some kind of way. The reason your body responds is because it remembers stuff. <laughs> so when your body has experienced something in the past, um, it is going to remember that even in the present moment. And that's really difficult because you might feel like you have worked on stuff a lot of the time, but the truth is, is that the body really does keep the score, you know, as the, as the book suggests, if you haven't read that book, I can't um, recommend it enough. It is just brilliant for really understanding how our bodies really do uh, hold on to stuff that has happened to us. And this is where a trigger can show up um, even in the present moment, like even if we feel like we've dealt with it, even if it was like 20 years ago, right? Things can be really stored in our bodies. So having self-awareness and understanding how we are triggered or how we are responding at that particular moment in time actually has so many benefits to it. As a practitioner or as someone who is holding space for another person in any way, if you can have the awareness and then have some practices in place to be able to manage your triggers and to, and then of course, you know, we can, you know, the idea is to work through those as well. If you can, if you can be aware of it and manage it, you actually are then enabled enabling yourself to hold space in a really objective way because otherwise what happens is we're just projecting right and we're just coming from this place where we are hurt we are triggered and we're not coming from this really neutral place where it's not actually about us it's about the other person so I really can't encourage you enough 
to keep working through your triggers and to keep seeing these beautiful people around you who trigger you as these gifts and opportunities for you to work through stuff. So I'm going to give you some examples of how a threat response might show up or how this like trigger response shows up. So our bodies respond to this kind of stuff when they feel unsafe. That's really on a very basic level. If somebody is talking about something that has happened to them and I, in some way or another, feel like it is triggering something in me because maybe something similar happened or it reminds me of an emotion that I felt or a situation that I've experienced before, it means that my body doesn't feel safe. And what happens is, is that my body kicks into survival mode right? So then my body is saying to me, you can't actually hold space for this person because we need to help protect you right now. We just need to get out of this situation. We need to survive through it. And it's very difficult then to kind of shut that off if you're trying to hold space for somebody else. So how, what do we actually do with that? So recognizing firstly, how you respond to those, to those, um, situations where your body is feeling triggered, where you are feeling threatened or unsafe. The first, there's four that we know about so far. So the first one is that we can fight, right? So we fight. So we might start feeling agitated, angry. We might start actually, um, a trigger response there is we might actually want to physically hurt somebody or we might verbally start raising our voice, want to argue with them, that kind of thing. Defend ourselves. We feel defensive. You know, it's that kind of stuff. That's when we feel triggered. Um, so that's one response. So you might notice that again in your body, you might notice what's bubbling up inside of you and what your desire is in that moment to do, how your body wants to move, what it wants to say, you know, all of that stuff. Now, very often people are really good at noticing that and then they contain it, especially if you're in like a client situation, you're probably like, "Mm, I can't speak like that or I can't yell at them or whatever. And sometimes we can't. Sometimes people will lash out or they'll say something that he mean or, you know, all of that sort of stuff when they're coming from that place of, of actually um, feeling like they're unsafe and they want to fight. Remembering that fighting is a very normal survival response. And all of these are, they're just ways that our body knows how to survive. That it's just, it's trying to live, right? It's trying to keep you safe. So thinking about animals they fight each other to protect each other, right? The next one is fleeing. So we're going to try and leave this situation, right? We're going to run away. So again, just noticing how that might show up in your body. Are you someone who responds by fleeing? Right, I'm going to get the hell out of here. <laughs> you know, as soon as you feel triggered, you're like looking for the nearest exit. Um other ways it shows up is actually like when you're shaking your leg a lot or, you know, you feel very anxious as in your body, like just wants to move. It actually literally wants to move. But if you can't move and you're stuck there, shaking the leg really fast is, um, is such a common one for that in like that flea response. 
also trying to wrap things up just to leave, you know, all, all of that sort of stuff. So noticing how do you, how does fleeing show up as a response for you? The next one then is to, so we've got, um, fleeing or flight, um, fighting. Another one is freezing. Okay. So the freeze response is when we actually can't move. And of course, again, that doesn't always show up like that. It's not like if someone says something that triggers you or does something that you just stand still and do nothing, but it might show up in other ways. Maybe your shoulders tense up or you tense up completely. You stop breathing like you're holding your breath. That's also a, a freeze response. So just noticing again, how am I showing, how is this, threat showing up for me. And the last one that we know about is fawning, which is super common as well. All of these are really common, but it's another common way. And it's not often thought about as a threat response, but it absolutely can be. So when you're younger, if you have learned that in order to survive, you had to fawn, this is our fourth one, fawning, people pleasing, you know, if you think about it that way, but fawning, We have to make the other person feel good, right? In order for us to reduce our stress or to to feel safe. So if we want to feel safe right now in this environment, I need to like fawn with that person. I need to actually make them feel like I really love them and everything's okay. And, you know, please them, do whatever they need to, to feel good right now. Because if they crack it or they get angry, then it's on me. Then they're going to lash out on me. See what I mean? So it can even be a response could even be that you just see somebody who reminds you of someone or their name reminds you or a mute, you know, the sound of a, a, you know, like a song comes on and it reminds you of something. It can be anything in your environment, basically, that can cause you to respond in some sort of threat in a threat response. So having these awareness about what you're doing and how you're showing up when you're in those moments. Now, I want to just talk to you a little bit about a beautiful Reiki practice and what I, what I like to do if I'm in a situation where I can't actually just do these things and I can't just deal with my threat response in that particular moment. But what I love to do first and foremost is to orient myself And I have learned these, I'm going to just say here, I've learned a lot of these practices um, from this amazing course that I did with Holistic Life Navigation. And I'd really encourage if any of you are interested, um, Louis, who runs the the course, it's a six-week course, the beginner course, and it is just fantastic for an introduction to this sort of work for self-healing and also for just understanding all about somatics. So within the body, healing the body and how our body plays this beautiful part in, in apps in healing. So when we are in this particular, uh, you know, I guess when we're in, in this response, whatever it might, however it's showing up, when we're feeling unsafe in any time, it's beautiful. Uh, this is what I do. Really simple practice is look at my environment. Okay. Cause obviously 
my body thinks it's unsafe. It's reminded by something it's being triggered. So I orient myself to my environment, looking around. I focus on my breath. Okay, I'm here. I'm in the now. I'm checking around. I'm allowing myself to prove to it. I'm proving to my body, to myself, that I'm okay, that I am safe. And in this particular moment, I am okay. Of course, if you're not okay, that's a totally different thing. But in in these types of experiences where we are actually okay, we've just been triggered by somebody because of the similarities and, and whatever, just trying to find something that helps you feel really centered, grounded, It's going to help you feel like you're in the present moment and that you are safe. Now, sometimes you might even need to hold yourself, holding your hands, holding onto a crystal, holding onto whatever it is, maybe gripping your feet to the floor, whatever you really need to do. So you might feel like your body is going to show you the way. So for example, if your legs are shaking because you feel like you just want to get the hell out of here, you could actually bring your focus and your attention to your leg. Breathing to it, right? Noticing it. What is it trying to do? So letting yourself actually feel safe and getting into that, getting into a space where you can kind of reorient yourself. The next thing that you can do then is actually place your hand on that body part or hands on your chest if you're feeling like you can't breathe or feeling like you're tight or whatever it might be, constrained in any way. And again, just connecting to the energy of Reiki. If you've got a crystal, connecting to the energy of the crystal with Reiki as well. Just a beautiful reminder that you're safe, you're loved, you're okay. You're in the present moment and you're able to get into that higher state then right back to back to an optimal level uh, back to an optimal state and connecting with reiki energy really helps you just to feel back into that feeling of i'm okay i'm not alone i'm i'm unconditionally loved i'm safe i'm protected i'm guided everything's okay and getting yourself back there but first you must try to get yourself just do what you need to to get to manage the survival mode to begin with right before you can kind of move out of that and into that high state. So that's where gripping onto the table, you know, onto the chair, like whatever you need to do to just remember, come back into the present moment and just bring yourself back into your body and into the present moment and remember that you're safe. Um, some people might like to have something with them and, and you might like to do that if you're a practitioner and keep something in your room, in your space, like for example, maybe it's smelling something that makes you feel really safe. Or you might like to have something, you know, a teddy bear or something that reminds you that you're safe so that when you are feeling in those ways, you can actually just look at that. Or, you know, you might smell something or whatever it might be. So um, um, some people, um, it's the sensations. So maybe if you like a particular sensation, like cotton or velvet or you know something fluffy like whatever it is whatever it is that you need to soothe yourself with so just trying to find what really suits you now as a practitioner 
we want to keep working on that stuff. And even, you know, just as a student of Reiki or crystal healing, or if you are doing any kind of healing work whatsoever, to be honest, if you are just committed to being the best version of you, it's really great for you then to document this, take note that you're triggered so that then you can actually work on it properly. Like, okay, what was it about the trigger and, and manage it that way, working with a practitioner or working with somebody else, someone who's in your support team, or you might even be able to do that work yourself. Maybe you've come up with, you know, a process that you go through in order to help yourself really work through those things. Hopefully that has helped you. And um, hopefully it gives you a little bit more insight into understanding why we're triggered and how we get triggered. Um, but also knowing that it's, it, it doesn't have to be something that um, is a negative. It's, it's beautiful. It's, it's a beautiful opportunity for you to grow through it. And um, the more aware you become of yourself and your behaviors and your, the way that you respond to things, the better you, the better you become. Absolutely. And the better you become at managing these things as well. As we become better at managing these things, our capacity to be able to hold space for others grows. Because if we aren't very good at um, managing our triggers and working through those triggers, our capacity stays quite small. You know, our, our self, our soul, you know, we want to be in a, in a space where we have capacity to be able to help others, right? And to hold space for others. It wants you to be in your best optimal state all the time. That's where we want to be. Of course, it's not going to happen all the time, but it's about working towards that and trying to be the best that we can, trying to always grow and continuously progress through these things. Always learning. We're always learning. So just remembering to show up to each encounter, each client session with these beautiful ideas that you do have the opportunity to learn in every single session more about yourself, more about um, self-development work, more about healing work. Um, We continue uncovering more and more about ourselves every single time and remembering that as you heal, you also allow others to heal as well.